Welcome back to Devotional Thoughts with Pastor Dave Rogers on the Wine Bill Lake Podcast Network from Millbank, South Dakota. I'm Craig Weinberg in the studio with Pastor Dave. Welcome back in. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah, we are continuing our look and dive into uh, the book of James. Last week, you had a little nugget about <laughs> riches and poor. <laughs> so if you missed that one, go back and listen. It was a good one. Uh, today, we're talking trials and temptations. Yeah, this should be a good one because it's something I know everyone is going <laughs> to identify with. Because uh, the truth is, we all have trials right, and right. temptations. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, it's kind of a building block uh, being added to the foundation that we laid uh, in our first podcast mm-hmm. uh, of the month uh, as James encouraged his uh, his. Uh, recipients, the recipients of his epistle, to rejoice or, or to count it uh, an occasion for right. great joy. Uh, to suffer. <laughs> when when they go through various trials. Yeah. And so uh, we're just going to uh, pick up where he uh, he picked up there in, in verses 12 through 18 and, and talk about trials and temptations. But before we get to the reading of the text, uh, I just kind of want to set the table again, if I may, uh, we remember that James is writing this uh, epistle to the early church, and uh, it's so important that we keep the context in mm-hmm. mind. Uh, the church had been dispersed among the nations uh, around. It, it had originated in Jerusalem. There arose a period of persecution there. Uh, the the believers, because of that persecution, and it, it was a, a deadly persecution. Uh, Stephen had lost his life because of the persecution. Others had lost their mm-hmm. lives. Uh, Saul had uh, taken letters of authority from the uh, uh, temple leadership uh, to go to Damascus and, and arrest people uh, who were following the teachings of Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and so these believers uh, had, had scattered to the surrounding regions and, and the nations around. James was the leader of the church in Jerusalem. And so these had been people who had uh, been members of his congregation, so to speak. (laughs) Uh, He was their pastor. And so this letter was written to them to give them encouragement as they integrated themselves uh, into the new communities, Mm -hmm. the new nations to which they had had gone uh, as they faced some of the challenges that uh, obviously confronted them, learning uh, language, customs, culture, uh, so on and so forth. And then of, of course, uh, bringing with them Christianity and uh, coming into uh, communities that were, uh, some of them, very idolatrous. Yeah. And uh, this was a, a teaching or a belief system that was totally contrary and in opposition to uh, the customs and practices of these communities. Hmm. And so James is, is encouraging them in the, the face of these trials And so let's begin our reading with verse 12, and we're going to read down through verse 18 again out of the New American Standard Bible. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, for once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I'm being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself does not tempt anyone. 
but each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my dear brethren. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. In the exercise of his will, he brought us forth by the word of truth so that we would be a kind of first fruits among his creatures. Mm. Craig, as we begin this week's devotion, we find ourselves returning to the theme that James had addressed back in verses 2 through 5. The fact is, all of us endure seasons of trials and temptations in life. One of the things that I think it's so important for everyone to understand is that temptations come to everybody. We experience temptation. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who you are. Uh, The pastor experiences temptation uh, just as uh, the community leaders Uh, as do the educators, uh, as do the business people, as does your neighbor, uh, as does your mate and your children. We all are subject to temptations in life. Mm -hmm. But it's important that we understand the fact that even though we experience temptations and trials, it doesn't indicate that there is a flaw or a defect in our faith. In fact, the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, and I love this passage of Scripture, it speaks to me that no temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man, and God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also, so that you will be able to endure it. Isn't that wonderful? Mm-hmm. Now, when I read that it is common to man, uh, I'm understanding that everyone experiences <laughs> yeah. temptation. And and again, I want to encourage you, it's not an indicator of a flaw in your faith. If you remember right, Jesus was tempted right. without sin. Mm. And the tempter came to him. And it came to him in a a season of weakness. He had gone through a 40-day fast Mm -hmm. in the wilderness, and the tempter came. Mm. And so if Christ was tempted, who do we think we are that we would escape uh, temptation? It's just not going to happen. The key thing in this verse that Paul wrote to the church at Corinth is this, God is faithful. And if you can hold on to that in the face of temptation, uh, you've got a good security uh, point, a good secure point to hold mm-hmm. on to. Now, I, I want us to look at something here as we understand that God is faithful. The scriptures teach that God our Father knows our frame, that we are dust. In Psalm 103, uh, it, it speaks of our relationship with God, our creator. 
And he formed us from the dust of the earth. He remembers our frame. And he doesn't deal with us the way our sin justly deserves. His, His grace and mercy are lavished on us. And so when trials come our way, when temptations come our way, we need to understand that there are choices for us to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am really dating myself here, but back in the late 60s, uh, there was a comedian by the name of Flip Wilson. <laughs> and uh, Flip Wilson uh, would do a comedic sc- a stretch he had put, or, or sketch, I should say. He would put on a wig and he would become Geraldine. And uh, Geraldine was always making poor choices and uh, she would explain her poor choices uh, and often her choices were the result of yielding to temptation she would say the devil made me do it Mm. you know well isn't that uh, kind of what we have been saying regarding temptation all along yeah eve in the garden said the serpent made me do it mm-hmm. uh, and and that's what our response has been all along but the fact of the matter is we have personal responsibility when it comes to this issue of temptation those who endure those who overcome will receive as a reward the crown of life It's reserved for those who pass the trials. But let's remember this. God is the one who gives us strength and who is our deliverer in the trials of life. We, of course, want to know why we're being tried and tempted. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some have said that the Lord is testing them. The Lord sent this trial to me. You know, I, I just know that he's he's proving me. He's wanting to test me. Mm-hmm. And, and that is not true. In fact, it, it skews our perspective of God. Uh, when you think about the temptations and the trials that, that come our way, when we're tempted, often the temptation is appealing to the weakness of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may be... You know, the appetite, I, I'm going to give up something. Um, let's just think about New Year's resolutions, <laughs> uh, you know, and then uh, temptation comes our way and, mm-hmm. and the, the flesh is 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 weak. The, you know, the spirit's willing, right. but, but the flesh is weak. And, and if we if we are always attributing temptation to God testing us, then we are uh, we are not being fair to him because. A lot of temptations don't deal just with the appetites of the flesh, you know, whether it be giving up sweets or soda or, or caffeine or, or something uh, for our health and well-being. But uh, maybe it's uh, denying ourselves in an appetite of the flesh, flesh that leads us to immorality or leads us uh, into drunkenness or leads us into gluttonous uh, behavior, things that are absolutely uh, devastating to our health or devastating to our spirit man. Mm. And uh, if we say, you know, God is the one who's doing this to me, then <laughs> we are putting him in a position that is incompatible with what the scripture says. Mm. Uh, because God does not tempt us with evil. He mm. cannot be tempted, nor does he tempt us with evil. 
And so we have to be fair to him. We are tempted when we are enticed and drawn away, James says, by our own lusts. And uh, we, we need to be alert to that, that these, these things that come to us as a temptation often originate from within us, not from God himself. Uh, God cannot be tempted, and he doesn't tempt anyone. We need to remind ourselves of this today because we are, in fact, inundated with temptations. Now, this opens up the question, then, if God is not the source of temptation, where does it originate? Now, first, I would, I would remind the listener that Satan is the tempter. He tempted the woman. He tempted Jesus. He tempts us today. He's the accuser of the brethren, but he is also the tempter. And he comes uh, seeking as a roaring lion to cause us to stumble so that he can pounce on us and, and devour. You know, he wants to destroy us. However, we have to recognize that many of the temptations that we experience originate within ourselves. According to James, each one of us, not just a few, but all of us, are carried away and are enticed by our, our, our own lusts. Mm. That's hard to say. <laughs> our own lust. Temptation often becomes, er, uh, becomes a, a hindrance to us, but it begins with a simple thought. It's a thought that comes to us, but when that thought is allowed to grow in our mind and it's allowed to grow in our heart, it moves from being a thought to being an action, and that action then becomes a rebellious act against God, which is sin. And the Scripture says that when sin is conceived, it brings forth death. Mm. I'm reminded of, of a couple of things here. Uh, the first is just to look at what James is saying here in this passage of Scripture, that we are uh, tempted when we are drawn away by our own lust. Uh, the tragic story of David and Bathsheba illustrate this principle. If we think back to this story that uh, we find recorded in the Old Testament, uh, we're going to find that David, in that season when the kings had gone off to war, had stayed home. Mm -hmm. And he walked out on his uh, balcony one night, and as he's overlooking Jerusalem, his eyes fell on Bathsheba, who was bathing There was nothing wrong with David seeing Bathsheba there. It's what happened after he saw her that was a problem. Yeah. In fact, Craig, it, it reminds me of something that uh, I experienced as a, a teenage boy. Uh, I went to work in a retirement home, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, we would go down, uh, and we had to do uh, custodial work uh, down in the health center. And uh, it was a, a large retirement home that had uh, 
uh, about a uh, 45-bed health center uh, attached to it, and and people there in in all kinds of uh, health circumstances, some with uh, Alzheimer's, uh, dementia, uh, the maladies of age, infirmity, and what have you. And, uh, you know, I'm a boy of 16, 17 years of age, and uh, we went down there, and, and it was during our orientation time that the head nurse took us all aside and she said to us, she says, boys, you're working in a situation here where you're going to see things that you wouldn't see anyplace else but here. Mm-hmm. You may walk into a room and a person who isn't fully themselves may have disrobed and you're going to see things that you just wouldn't see uh, in any other job. And she says, I want you to know that there's nothing wrong with seeing that. But if you turn around and you take a second look, that's <laughs> sin. <laughs> and, you know, that that just resonated in my teenage heart. Yeah. You know, uh, there was nothing wrong in seeing mm-hmm. what David saw when he what looked he out. What he decided to do with it. It's what he yeah. decided to do with mm-hmm. that. Because what he did is he allowed his lust yeah. to get in the way he began to and that got pretty messy it got very messy because sin conceived mm-hmm. uh and then she conceived because of the sinful act of adultery and then to compound that murder was added mm-hmm. to it and yeah. trying to cover the sin and 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 so when when james says here that we are drawn away and enticed by our own lust and uh, that uh, then that lust conceives and death is the result. Mm-hmm. We can see that happening in David and Bathsheba. You know, one of my college professors uh, said, and, and it was during the study of this epistle of James, we were studying the the, the general epistles and uh uh, we came to this passage of Scripture, and I'll never forget the professor said uh, regarding temptation, it's it's going to happen. She, she said, you can't keep a bird from flying over your head. There are some thoughts that just come in, you mm-hmm. know, and, and you wonder, where on earth did that come from? But she went on to say this, but you can stop it from building a nest in your hair. <laughs> and that's what Don't we can do with these things there's no temptation that has taken you it's common to to man and so everyone struggles Mm -hmm. with it one of the things that satan loves to do is to make you think that you're the only one and the shroud of secrecy holds you Mm. as a captive Mm -hmm. a prisoner to your thoughts but you're not the only one the temptation comes. It's common to all. It's what you do with it that is so important. James warned the believers not to be deceived. In fact, James says, or excuse me, the Apostle Paul also used the same word uh, as deceived here uh, as he spoke to the believers at Galatia 
in Galatians 6, 7, he says, Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. And so we need to hold tight to the fact that God is faithful. Mm -hmm. He will provide the way of escape. We shouldn't dwell on those things. We shouldn't feed the lust in our life. And I, I understand the temptations are out there, and and they are especially prevail, prevalent today. We need to guard our yeah. hearts. Uh, set a watch over our mouth, but guard our hearts. Scripture says that the heart is deceitfully wicked above, above all things. It's important <laughs> that we keep watch over it, that we guard it diligently, yeah. because it can in fact, get in the way. James, after he warns them about the temptation, comes down to verses 17 and 18, and he affirms a wonderful truth to the early church and to us today, because he says, every good thing given and every perfect gift is from the Father of light, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. In the exercise of his will, we need to understand, he brought us forth by his word of truth so that we may be sort of, if you please, a kind of first fruits among all of his creation. You see, God has a plan for us, even as he did for the early church. He has a plan for his, his believers and even though the way we walk at times may be difficult, his plan will be realized as it was through them. As a result, we're here today. The plan continues to unfold as we join the multitude of believers who have stood firm in the faith. And so if facing trials... If facing temptation, cast yourself on the mercy of God, focus your attention upon him, and don't allow the bird to build the nest in your hair or in your spirit. <laughs> That's right. Clean your hair. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Dave. You're welcome. I hope you got... Uh... A little nugget out of that as we continue on next week we're in our we're already in our fourth our fourth iteration of this dive into James thank you so much for taking this journey with us uh, this is devotional thoughts with Pastor Dave Rogers I'm looking forward to next week hopefully we'll see you then tell all your friends about this share it around the social medias and let's get the word out so people can uh, join us in this study Thanks a lot, Pastor Dave. We'll see you next week. My pleasure. Thank you.